In this presentation, we will discuss the question of, are you self-employed? The question of being self-employed or not will be one of the factors to determine whether or not we have to report our income as a sole proprietor using the Schedule C. It seems like it would be a pretty straightforward decision or determination, but there are factors where it can be a little bit difficult to know if we're self-employed or not. One of the comparisons would be as to whether we're self-employed or whether we are an employee. If we were an employee, then we would typically assume that we would get some documentation on that, including a W-2 type of information from our employer. If we're self-employed, then we're going to have different types of reporting requirements, possibly including the reporting of the Schedule C and also including the reporting and paying of the self-employment tax and the paying of our own taxes related to our income taxes and self-employment tax. You are a self-employed person if you carry on a trade or business as a sole proprietor or an independent contractor. Caution, you do not have to carry on regular full-time business activities to be self-employed. Having a part-time business in addition to your regular job or business may be self-employment. So note from the IRS perspective, if you're getting income in essence as a contractor or a sole proprietor, you can imagine IRS are kind of silent partners positioned there. They want a piece of that. So we would typically need to report that information and just note that as we report the information, we, we need to report not only the income that we have received, but also the expenses related to it. So as we consider the concept of being self-employed, we don't have the same concept or reporting requirements that we see as an employee with the W-2, which usually helps us to record our taxes at the end of the year. But there may be other types of documentation, including a 1099 that will report only the income and therefore, we're going to be, it's going to be our responsibility to report any related uh, expenses related to it as well as that income on, say, a Schedule C in accordance with those requirements so that we make sure that we report the income properly that we have received and that we take advantage of any legitimate deductions, business deductions related to them. Back to the text. Trade or business. A trade or business generally is an activity carried on to make a profit. That's going to be one of the key definitions. It's a bit broad, of course. We're going to have a business that's there to, to make profit. And that's what we have to actually prove. And we want to prove that in some cases. Because if we, can't, if we made money, in other words, and we didn't make a profit, or we can't determine that we engaged in it for a profit-seeking uh, engagement, then the IRS might call it a hobby. And then the tax consequences are usually worse, meaning we have to recognize the income and we don't get as much benefit on the deductions. So if we are generating revenue, we have to report the revenue and we would rather report it oftentimes as profit in the case if we have related expenses to it so that we could take full advantage of the expenses. So it's actually to our benefit if we're a contractor oftentimes to make sure that we are in qualifications to be a for-profit as opposed to possibly a hobby. And that's going to be one of the key uh, definitions that we want to look into. Back to the text. The facts and circumstances of each case determine whether or not an activity is a trade or business. You do not need to actively make a profit to be a trade or business. So that's going to be a key point. You might think, well, a trade or business means my net in I have net income. Well, obviously, we have gross income. We have money coming in, possibly, or no money. It's either zero or something. 
but we might have expenses that are greater than that income, meaning we have a loss. The fact that we have a loss doesn't mean that we didn't engage in the activity as a profit-seeking motive. With a profit-seeking motive, it might be more of a long-term profit-seeking motive, or maybe we just didn't do well. We didn't get a profit on it. And that's, so that's not the determining factor. To have the net income being positive isn't just the determining factor. However, if we have losses for a long period of time, the IRS will be very skeptical. So just remember that whenever you think about the IRS, they're going to be skeptical of losses. Why? Because you can imagine if you had a loss on your Schedule C, it's going to be a negative income that's going to pull over to your 1040. And then that could potentially bring down the income that's reported elsewhere, possibly on your W-2 or something like that. And that, of course, could lower the taxes. And the IRS is skeptical of losses then that could be used to lower taxes. Back to the text. You do need to make ongoing efforts to further the interests of your business. Limited Liability Company, LLC. A limited liability company, LLC, is an entity formed under state law by filing articles of organization. Generally, for income tax purposes, a single member LLC is disregarded as an entity separate from its owner and reports its income and deductions on its own federal income tax return. So note, when we think of an LLC, it's basically going to be kind of like a partnership. It's set up kind of like a partnership. We're trying to, they're trying to get advantage of the liability protection while still keeping it a flow-through type of entity as opposed to a corporation. Now, an LLC, uh, you would think of it as having more than one member possibly, but it's possible to have a single member LLC, and this would depend on the state that you're in. So look into state laws if this is, if this is something to look into for you. But just note, for federal income tax purposes, as it's said here, the LLC is disregarded as an entity separate from its owner and reports its income and deduction on its owner's federal income tax return. Back to the text. For example, if a single-member LLC is not engaged in farming and the owner is an individual, he or she may use a Schedule C or CEZ. So even if we're a single-member LLC, they're saying, still looking at the Schedule C as opposed to a separate tax return that would be reported for the business that would then flow through to the 1040 with basically a K-1 generally, which would be the case normally for a corp or for like a flow through type of entity like a partnership or uh, an S corporation. Back to the text. Sole proprietor. A sole proprietor is someone who owns an unincorporated business by himself or herself you also are a sole proprietor for income tax purposes if you are an individual and the sole member of a domestic limited liability company unless you elect to have the LLC treated as a corporation. So the sole proprietor basically means that we're doing business. We have a, a single uh, individual or in the case we have that special kind of circumstances with the limited liability company and we're doing business for profit. And therefore, we're going to be a sole proprietor. And, and, and you could think of it as, in essence, we're doing business. We didn't set up our business in any other format, meaning we didn't set it up as an S corporation or a corporation or a limited liability company or a limited liability partnership. Then, of course, the default would be that we are a business. And from the tax purposes, you could think of it as, in essence, I'm doing something for profit. I'm doing engaging for profit. I received profit. The IRS then thinks of you, in essence, as a sole proprietor in that case. They expect you to report that profit and pay taxes on it, or at least report it and then record any related deductions to it 
in properly on the on the schedule c so when you think of the schedule c we're typically thinking of the sole proprietor someone who's who's engaging in business and has not set up basically some other type of entity typically would then be reporting on the schedule c note that if you have two or more people that are the owners of the business and you don't set up any other entity you would typically be thought of as being a partnership and may need to file a partnership return simply because you need to break out the income between the partners. So it's similar to a sole proprietor, but in that case, you have that added complication of the income needs to be broken out between the two. So you may have to file a separate return so that the, basically you have the breakout, which will then flow forward with the use of a K-1 to the tax returns. But if you're a single individual, then you don't need to break out the income and a Schedule C is typically the tool that is used to report that information that will then flow through the 1040 as we saw in our example back to the text independent contractor people such as doctors dentists veterinarians lawyers accountants contractors subcontractors public uh, stenographers or auctioneers who are in an independent trade business or profession in which they offer their services to the general public generally are independent contractors so we're going to be offering the service to the public that would typically be an independent contractor however whether they are independent contractors or employees depends on the facts in each case and that's going to be one of the major questions we're going to have of course when we do work for other people and it's service provided work the question is well if i'm doing work for somebody else what's where's the line between me being the other person's employee working as an employee and as a contractor the IRS wants to make that line defined. They don't want us to just be able to, to pick and choose that line. They want to make sure they have some kind of rules to define that line so that we don't pick and choose the line just based on tax benefits. So we're going to have to determine then in what case are we a contractor and what case are we an employee. And sometimes it's going to be straightforward. But what if we do contracting work just for one client and we say we're a contractor? Well, if it's only one client and they keep paying us, and we're basically subject to that one client's uh, what they need, then you would think well, that sounds kind of like an employee relation. What's the difference between an employee and a contractor in that case? So sometimes that line is a little bit blurred and we'll have to go into the definition of what is a contractor, when, when are you an employee, and then of course how to treat those two different things. What are the tax benefits of being one or the other? When is there that gray area? What type of documentation might you need if the IRS comes back and questions whether or not you're a contractor or an employee. Back to the text. The general rule is that an individual is an independent contractor if the person paying for the work has the right to control or direct only the result of the work and not how it is done. So you can get into a list of kind of ideas about this general rule, but this is basically the general rule. This is what the, this is what the IRS is looking towards when they're trying to determine if you're a contractor or an employee so let's go through that again the general rule is that an individual is an independent contractor if the person paying for the work has the right to control or direct only the result only the result so the person paying is saying something like hey i want you to do this job i, I would I, this house needs to be painted you're you know i'm hiring you to paint the house that's the result of the work but they don't have work and not how it will be done so they're not getting into the specifics of you know who you're going to hire or exactly when you're going to go buy the paint or anything like that they're they're basically giving you the end result and you do the job 
And so that's going to be the differentiating factors. And note, as we go through this, there could be circumstances in which it'd be better to be an employee and better to be a contractor. We don't really know for tax purposes, but the IRS is trying to make that differentiation uh, specific with specific facts. And this is the gist of those facts. So we can go into a list of things that are basically geared towards looking at this determining factor to see if this is the case, whether you're an employee or a contractor, back to the text. The earnings of a person who is working as an independent contractor are subject to self-employment tax. So notice if you're a contractor, that means it, it could be bad, right? Because that means you're subject to self-employment, which is basically like payroll taxes. So self-employment tax, and the reason it's worse than payroll taxes is because you may have to pay, you pay in essence the employer and the employee portion. Uh, however, being a contractor could be good if you have a lot of expenses because you get to deduct the expenses if you're a contractor. If you're an employee, well, then you get paid wages and you don't have to deal with all the withholdings and that kind of stuff because they do that for you. And you only pay basically half of the uh, taxes for, in essence, self-employment, Medicare, not self-employment in that case. It's called payroll taxes, but Social Security and Medicare, same type of taxes you don't play pay the employer portion however it's very difficult to deduct your own expenses so if obviously if you have a lot of your own expenses that are involved then being a w-2 employee isn't that good a lot of times because you don't get the benefit of deducting your own expenses typically you would rather be a contractor oftentimes in that case if you have a lot of expenses to deduct so the benefit of being a contractor versus an employee is not cut and dry. It really depends on the circumstances. Back to the text. For more information on determining whether you are an employee or independent contractor, you can see publication 15A, Employer's Supplemental Tax Guide. You can go to the IRS website and check out publication. Type in publication or pub 15-A. Back to the text. Are you a statutory employee? A statutory employee has a check mark in box 13 of his or her form W-2, wage and tax statements. Statutory employees use Schedule C or CEZ to report their wages and expenses. So in other words, if you are a statutory employee, we're going to have the W-2, but still may need to use the Schedule C or Schedule CEZ.